This is Tim Zhu. I'm Sky Nicholson. It's me, Anderson Silva. This is Jeff Fenning. This is Showtime. Hi, this is Eddie Hearn. G'day, this is Jason Maloney. Hey, I'm Nikita Zhu. This is Shotgun Tanda Connell. This is Liam Pyro. On the Punch Podcast. I'll bring it in. Look at this. Episode 50. We made it. Halfway there. And just over a year of the Punch Podcast, too. So thanks for listening. You got Jabe in the Punch Podcast starts now. And today, a very special guest. I'm peeking behind the curtain and taking you deep into Team Zoo 2. The camp for Tim Zoo, obviously this Sunday, Carl Sacampo, they will be taking on each other at the Gold Coast. You can catch it on Main Event and KO Sports or at a pub near you. It is going to be unreal. Looking at the card as well, obviously I think there's like seven fights. You've got uh, some big prospects in Rocky Ogden, Vegas Larfield as well, plus Hass Hamden and Justin Frost for the Australian Super Lightweight title. And then, of course, Sam Goodman, Raisa Salim. There is a world title eliminator there. If it doesn't stop and you think, look, that's a full card, that's damn awesome, chuck this in. Tim Zhu, Carlos Acampo, his first defense of his WBO interim world super weight title as we wait for Charlo to put down the drinks and get ready and get back to training. So uh, a lot to chat about today. Glenn Jennings, obviously being the manager of Tim Zoo, is going to join us and take us right inside camp and run us through how Tim's been going in the last week and what the plans are, A, for Sunday and B, post-Sunday with the Charlo fight and that deadline of September 30. You'll find out if that's a goer and a whole lot more. Obviously, as we know, Tim's had the dog bite as well, so looking healed from all the stuff I've seen on. But something major happened to him only a couple of nights ago, and I do want to bring this up with him as well. He's, uh, he's been robbed, literally. So we will ask him about that as well. And uh, look, let's just fire it up. We'll touch down in the Gold Coast and say g'day to the one and only, the head honch of Team Zoo 2, g'day Glenn Jennings. How is the Gold Coast? Gold Coast is magnificent, mate, and thanks for having me on. How's everything been going? I saw that Tim's doing it tough and got himself a waterside mansion just to relax in before a major fight. <laughs> oh, look, you have, you have some nice options up here. Everything's nice. The hotels are nice. But for us nowadays, Airbnb works beautiful because it gives us that degree of privacy and lets him stay focused without distraction because i believe i think i saw a campo was up in the um in the casino so he'll be going up and down and just yeah lost in the lost in the grips of the gold coast he could be at melba's or next stop getting a bloody full arm tattoo or something like that who knows how they roll up there yeah you never know but, and that's the issue with the hotels is you're in amongst all those people in and out of lifts and it's far better for us. It just works beautifully for us to have that privacy and that quiet time. And how's Tim feeling? Obviously only a few days away from a very, very significant fight. One that I'm confident he can win, but obviously in boxing, you just, just things can happen. So it's a, it's a big one for him, of course. Yeah, look, he's in great spirits, mate. I mean, our team's always confident when we, when we put Tim into these fights that he's got the goods to take care of it. So it's just another... For us, another test and a great test because it's a style we haven't encountered before. And as you know, experience and ring craft, it's all about different styles and different challenges getting him ready for Charlo. When he was getting ready for Harrison, he, he was obviously going through the media and through everything else. This time he seems to be really settling into being a, a championship level boxer. He's really starting to embrace that wherever he goes now. There are cameras, there is media, there are interviews, there is open workouts packed full of people now. Have you noticed yeah. that change in him? There was. I mean, uh, even just for us as a group, the Harrison fight was the turning point. When when we took care of Tony Harrison, it really elevated everything to another level. And so we were ready for it. it was, it's, it's, it's how it goes in boxing. You There are levels and the, uh, the changeover period between – domestic, national and international and then to, to the stardom level 
uh, all different phases. And Timmy's been really good. He's 22 fights now, so he's had the opportunity to mature with it. And so it's the same people around him all the time. We're very conscious of branding and marketing. And uh, um, so there's not a lot of changes in, in Tim as himself, but how he presents now is on a much more professional level. And obviously yourself seeing it prior, getting to walk him through this one as well, where you obviously you spent many years with his father, Kostya. So it's not new to you where some boxers are working that out with their trainers and management for the first time. Yeah, look, it's it's lovely to have a uh, an experience and a blueprint of how best to do it. I keep it really simple. All the good, bad and the ugly that I witnessed during Kostya's career, I've I've uh, disposed of the bad and just kept all the good. And uh, I'm very protective of the boys. And um, it is my job to make sure that, that, that they go to these next levels in the very best presentation and the very best marketing and branding and all of those things, which are important. And that's the manager's role. Tim takes care of the fighting. That's All Tim's got to do is got to keep winning. And, and, and myself and our team, which is a terrific bunch of people, look after the rest. He is a car man, so you seem to put him in style wherever he goes as well, much like yourself. <laughs> so, uh, Mate, I'll... forget the hotels and the Airbnb. First up is what <laughs> car we drive. <laughs> and it's wonderful. We've got such great sponsors. We've got Benny from 782 Motors and yeah. Alex from Carbiz. We don't go We don't go short. We've got a... Um, up here, we've got a Mercedes G-Wagon. And forgive me, I'm not much into the Euro cars. I'm yeah. an American guy. But we've got a Mercedes G-Wagon today. Tomorrow, one of our sponsors is rolling up and giving us a Ferrari for a couple of days. <laughs> and and then we've got a real surprise for everyone on fight day. So watch on uh, the pay-per-view and see what Tim arrives in. It's uh, something a little different. It is uh, always different. He rolled up in that big red truck, as we know, to the conference for Harrison. and then Yeah, was, that was my truck. Was it yours? <laughs> There you go. That's an American Dodge Ram with a Viper V10, mate. That's American muscle. That's all right. There you go. Look, that's the yeah. only way to roll. I'm your Euro guy. I'll be in the Ferrari with him. And um, but look, you guys seem to seem to do it well. And now he's been rolling around the, in the flashy Sprinter as well, and just dressed to the nines yeah, as well. So yeah, good, good. Yeah, that's another of our great sponsors, Alex from Dash and Limousines. I mean, the cars for me and Tim. That's our passion outside of the boxing ring. We love it, and we've been out there this week to 782 Motors. They've got a showroom full of magnificent American muscle it's just fantastic so that's our hangout we love doing that stuff but it can't always be serious there is downtime for us in camp and that's nice distractions where we go and and take his mind right away from the boxing so that when he does come back into the boxing frame he's he's refreshed and ready yeah speaking of that obviously throughout his camp and throughout his training i do see at most fights now for both him and nikita at facetime i'm seeing costa on the uh facetime ipad or phone or something like that how much does he have to do with them boxing wise um outside of the fight celebration <laughs> like in lead-ups fight weeks does he does he yeah. speak to his uncle and all that other stuff not a lot um there's a an understanding there that igor is the coach and uh the old school eastern european is that um the coach is the dominant male in that arrangement. And so Igor, Igor has his own way of doing things and we don't rely on any third parties. And whilst Kostya is always available to us and around, he respectfully tends to stay out of the way, let the boys do what they've got to do. It's, he, he says to me often, it's their time now. Um, uh, he's always available. He talks. I talk with him all the time. But it's a great legacy to have, but uh, it's also 
important to understand that um, legacy and, and history is something we'll be forever grateful for, but it can also be distracting mm. and Kostya is a presence. So his input's wonderful and we always respect it and love it, but he allows Igor to take care of the business. I have noticed even just on the streets around wherever I go or neighbours or friends that I've got friends, I could say, have you heard of Canelo Alvarez? And they're like, no, never heard of him. But if I say Tim Zither, oh yeah, what time's a fight on? It seems to have those, <laughs> those, those big fight feels now for him, which I remember being young, getting into the pubs to watch Kostya do yeah. or, or Jeff or whoever else. But that's right. The general public would go and watch a Sky Channel fight, and uh, it yeah. seems to be like that now. Like my neighbours are asking me, who, to be honest, don't really watch much boxing or know much about it. Yeah, there's been a, a, an absolute uh, spillover from the traditional boxing crowd into the non-traditional boxing crowd, which is when you know you've made it in Australia. And for Tim, he'd probably be one of the most recognised faces in Australian sport today, uh, as well as being uh, one of the, the most recognised Australian fighter. Um, the, the, the mainstream audience has embraced Tim and Team Zoo too, and, um, and they love it. And the reason they love it is because he's a kid that, uh, every mum wants their boys to grow up like, and the kid are the same. I mean, no disrespect to anyone else, but these boys are clean cut. There's no tattoos. They live and breathe their sport. They don't drink. They don't smoke. They eat healthy. They live a good, clean lifestyle. They're family boys. It's all of the ticking of the box for mainstream Australia. That's what Australians love about athletes, humble guys that uh, take care of the business in the ring. And then, of course, you've got the bad guys in boxing, and we have to have them. But my boys don't fall into that category. They are professionals in everything they do and they understand that they have a marketing and branding that's important. And so they hold themselves very well and, and that's won the Australian public over. And we had a massive rollout today up at um, Pacific Fair for the open workout. Mm. And that just, again, tells you that people are going and, and finding the time to get an experience with these guys because they love them. And that's a great thing. Yeah, and obviously this one sold out a couple of weeks before even fight night as well, which at some times there is those big push to try and get maybe 10% of that stadium or arena or wherever you are sold. But this one was just, yeah. it's going. And that's obviously another yeah, I sign. Yeah, think, I think uh, our friends from Ticketek said it was sold out three weeks prior to the fight date. And they done some amazing work in the last 10 days to literally try and rebuild to get more people in. And they released, I think, 500 or, or maybe 1,000 more tickets. They're all gone. So I assume the pay-per-view will go through the roof, which is a consequence of not being able to get a seat. Yeah. So a bit different to Kostya's days, mate. Back then, as you may well remember, we had Sky Channel. Yeah. And you could only watch the fight in a pub. It wasn't on at home. And if the pub was in 20-kilometre radius of the stadium, they were blocked out. <laughs> so you, you got forced to go to the fight. Or you had to go 20 kilometres from where you live, near the stadium, to watch it at a pub. So a lot has changed in those 30-something years. Yeah, the pubs are filthy because everyone's on the couch where they've they're got all this. <laughs> Very true, mate. Very true. I know I, I know where I'd rather watch it. That's on my lounge at home on, on a big screen on HD4 or whatever. It's the most amazing technology now when you're watching these fights. But I swear you cannot beat a no-limit Team Zoo fight night. It's just a, it's it's a... An experience, and I hope everybody gets a chance to get a ticket to come along and enjoy it with us. Yeah, they're phenomenal. I reckon, honestly, I had noises come out of me at the Harrison fight. I didn't know I could make it. Was it was? 
It was unreal, wasn't it? Like it was so Yeah, there, there good. was a real emotional attachment that night, yeah. Jay, and it was it was one of those events that you'll uh put away in your memory banks yep. forever because it was euphoric. Everybody was just jumping and screaming and it was it was a wonderful and and, and to be fortunate enough to do it all over again, I, I stood there after the Harrison fight looking out, listening to it and just reminiscing about when Kostya beat Zab Judah. It just it was one of those euphoric nights, and and congrats to Tim and and um, and Tony Harrison was a great salesman, and all those things contribute to you know making the the sport stronger and and letting it grow. And um, a compo's a, a difficult fight, different character, can't speak English, not as easy to sell, but it's already a sellout. So we're we're really excited for Sunday. Yeah, not without its hurdles. Obviously, the dog bite, which has been spoken about a million times now. However, but I did read recently his car got broken into as well. Um, that was just the other night, mate. <laughs> we uh, we got to have a look at the footage. I think the police have apprehended the felon. It was one of those walk along the streets yeah. and see how many cars are parked out. Uh, never a chance they're going to steal it, but just the fact that they did it. And Timmy has very good security at his property, so we got a good look at the idiot. <laughs> world's dumbest criminal <laughs> i'd imagine no when i my first thought was imagine if he was home imagine if you're in someone's glove box just going oh what do we got here oh, what do we oh shit tim zoo standing behind me right <laughs> tim zoo taps on the window yeah. and says what are you up to yeah yeah, yeah. that's well oh, take it sorry mate here's, here's everything else i've stolen tonight take it uh, that would be completely yeah, out yeah. of there look obviously the yeah, risk with this sure. fight is huge tim's ability is there to end it quickly but as we said Sometimes it can be a bit risky and there is that ultimate fight that we are all waiting sure. for and that is Charlo. Uh, September 30 is the deadline. What's the likelihood? Obviously, we are confident Tim will pass this test on Sunday, but yeah. what's the likelihood of the turnaround being before September 30 for the big one? I don't know if we'll squeeze September 30. That's the cutoff date, but it's a very difficult time for Australian media with the NRL Grand Final and Bathurst and all of that. So it may be a couple of weeks, but we're working hard on getting that closed off now. Uh, I'm sure no limits will be quick with an announcement, but I mean, the risk to be reward is something that gets asked to me a lot. And some people are a little bit critical of why we would in, would keep putting Tim into fights, knowing that there's a risk. But when you've got a special athlete like Tim Zoo, he doesn't sit around, mate. He, he drives me mad if I don't give him a date and a fight. So between myself and no limits, it's, um, it's always going to be that way. Even when Tim is undisputed, he's still going to keep busy. He's going to be fighting all the time. He doesn't have it in him to sit around like some of the Americans and just wait. Unless there's an injury that keeps him out of the ring, he'll be in there fighting, which is, uh, again, I think part of the reason why people love who Tim is. He's a, a real fighter and a real athlete, and he loves a scrap. And I believe his opponent in Charlo is showing some signs of the real deals coming at him now, not the Tim he thought he was facing after Terrell Gachet. This is the one that just beat the pants off Tony Harrison. And uh, look, yeah. as Tim said in the interview with Ben Damon, he called him at the end of that um, Harrison interview when he was live on the Showtime uh, commentary and he was saying that he was stuttering and stuff like that. And then the other night he has a few vodkas and fires up the Instagram live. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, yeah. He's showing signs of someone that is is realising that, holy crap, there's someone coming that can beat me. Yeah, I mean, Charlo's the Charlo ego will always float wherever he wants it. And Tim's made quite a few comments about every time we see him, he seems to be on the grog or on something. And and that's an odd thing because that's the only time he comes out. So our attitude's simple. Hey, you know, forget all the Instagram, forget all the nonsense, get back in the ring, get that clearance and let us come over there and grab our belts. They're ours. We want them. We want to bring them home here. Yeah. And so no more talk, no more excuses. Uh, 
we'll, we'll take care of a compo on Sunday. And, and Charlo, you're next. I like it. Straight from the top. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're very confident. I don't believe there's anyone in the 154s that Tim Zoo can't deal with. And uh, the old saying, they can run, they can't hide anymore. When the mandatory gets ordered and the dates are laid out that you've got to do it, you only have one option. You either fight or you vacate. So mm. we don't want him to vacate. We don't want Charlo to go anywhere. We want to come and take the lot in one hit. So we'll be patient to a degree, but we'll be ready without a doubt. Yeah, well, Tim said, he goes, if he vacates, I'm going to bloody middleweight to find him. So <laughs> yeah. We'll keep chasing him. <laughs> yeah, we'll next minute, Tim's putting on 20 kilos and a heavyweight. He's the size of Tyson Fury, just looking for Charlo. Oh, man, I'm <laughs> telling you, Tim Zoo in another year or so is going to be at middleweight anyway. He's, that, he's just getting bigger and stronger and more mature, and he's grown into a full-blown man now. So God help him when he gets up to middleweight. That's going to be scary. Yeah, the chef didn't know what he was signing up for originally. He's like, I was making a few meals and now this animal well, the was... chef and I clash every week over the budget seemed to keep going up on food. And I said, that can't be right, mate. He said, he's getting bigger. He eats more. Yeah, we're cutting down this week, mate. What's going on? It's triple. Oh, uh, yeah. I love Everything's it. good, man. We're in great shape. And thanks for the support, mate. We appreciate it. And we hope that all the Aussies get behind us and tune into main event, Fox main event on Sunday on the pay-per-view, and uh, and enjoy it for what it is. Could well be Tim's last fight in Australia. Amazing. And uh, no doubt you'll see the uh, the Tim Zoo, Team Zoo 2 merch stand up and about on the Gold Coast if you are going along. That seems to be running Man, I don't know if I've got any left. It just sells <laughs> like hotcakes. It drives me mad. Every time I do a big order, it's gone before I get to bring it anywhere. It's crazy. Uh, everybody loves the Zoo merch, and that's um, – Look, if they can't get it up here, jump online. I think the web, the web shop's gone into meltdown in the last couple of days, but there's still stuff there, so jump on and have a look. Get on it. Glenn Jennings, thanks for stopping by the Punch Podcast. All the best for Sunday in the Gold Coast with Tim Zhu, and uh, mate, I'm sure I'll see you around there and we'll say day. Yeah, we'll do another one later on and an update on Charlo. Yeah, that'd be great. Nikita's probably in a, right, got mate. a tattoo by now or something, so I'll let you go and try and find him. <laughs> <laughs> see you, mate. See ya. Well, there you go. It doesn't get much more official than that, does it? The top dog. Tim's manager right there and the head of Team Zoo 2, that is Glenn Jennings. And a huge thanks to him and Team Zoo 2 for uh, getting on the podcast today. What an episode. What a chat. He's an awesome guy, isn't he? And obviously doing great things with not only both Zoo boys, and we're talking Shannon O'Connell, and now Liam Wilson as well. He's looking after him. So uh, we'll find out some more info on how all of that's looking at a later episode today. Just really wanted to focus on the amazing fight that's going to be this Sunday with Tim Zoo and Carlos Acampo. And look, timzoo.com.au, you can get yourself that Tim Zoo merch that we discussed in this if there's any left. And uh, that Everlast collab that he has done looks amazing. So jump on there, grab that. And also, if you haven't made plans yet for Sunday's fight, do it. Either head to the pub or grab it on that pay-per-view. KO and main event, they've both got it, obviously, and it's around that 60 buck mark. And I'm telling you, if you park yourself in the lounge, kicks off from 10, pay-per-view from 12, Sammy Goodman, Hass Hamden, Rocky Ogden, Vegas Laugh Field. It's going to be a great one. And obviously that main event being the one and only Tim Zoo, Carlos Acampo as well. So jump on there, grab it, enjoy the fight on Sunday. And a huge thanks again to Team Zoo too. That is the Punch Podcast done. Like, share, subscribe, send it to a mate. I am out of here. I'll see you on the Gold Coast. <laughs>